Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Laugh Daily Podcast. Today is going to be a monumental podcast because we are going to be interviewing Isaac based on a recent crazy video we did. Andrew, why don't you tell everybody about it? I mean, you guys are probably wondering why <sighs> your voice because <laughs> <laughs> of this drink. <laughs> Our last podcast was inside of this tent, and you're probably wondering, well, that's an interesting spot, but that was on purpose because Isaac spent an entire week inside of this very tent. It was outside, but we moved it inside for audio. And we thought it looked cool for those of you who are watching this video to just kind of see the space. It's not a terribly big uh, tent, but... uh Oh. Man, we're going to go into detail on everything Isaac experienced on camera, off camera, how he felt then and now. So, Isaac, thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Man, have you uh, been excited to talk about this? Yeah. Because yeah. you went through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. Well, why don't you just... Oh, you got something, Andrew? Oh. You look like you're about to say something. I was going to say, um, how did this all start? I'm pretty sure. So I think we were even setting up for the mega tent video. Uh -huh. We were just sitting in there before, <laughs> yeah. before, before we were like filming all the games and stuff. And I think you brought it up. You started asking questions. You're like, would anyone stay in here for a extended amount of time? Because that's like, something we like to do is like randomly ask hypothetical questions, not necessarily being serious, but just as like, ah, how long could you stay in this tent for if yeah. you couldn't leave? So it was like that, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I would for sure. For money, at least, not for fun. Just, <laughs> just because. Yeah. Yeah, because we had this idea of surviving in something for a set amount of time for a while, actually, before Isaac even started. So then that kind of idea got brought up again while we were setting up the mega tent. A few people actually said, yeah, I think I, I think I could do that. I mean, yeah. When money's on the line, people will do the darndest things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, re realistically a week for, I guess the video's out a week for 10 grand is like, I mean, I'll probably never make that much in one week like ever again. So, I was like, I have to do it. It's it's worth it. It's gonna be rough, but so uh going into it, obviously the money, did you have any other motivations to like outside of compensation that you're like, I want to do this for myself? Oh, definitely. I, I intentionally <clears throat> obviously the phone was five thousand dollars. So on one side it's you know a big part of the budget, but on the other side, I intentionally wanted to not have that in there. And anyway. to and to explain, just in case you haven't seen the video. He started with $10,000. We built a shop in this warehouse that gave him all the things he could want to buy, food, shelter, but everything that he would purchase would take away from that $10,000. So like he just said, if he wanted to bring his tent, his phone into the tent, that would take $5,000 off the $10,000 prize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. A phone's a big investment. I mean, you're connected to the internet. You have unlimited entertainment, everything. So that was going to be a lot of money. Not bringing my phone and then also bringing my Bible in there were two intentional plans I had from the start. Even if the phone had been cheaper, like even if the phone was like $500, I probably would have not still not brought it in. Um, nice. That was one of my big goals was to just be like, I want to see if I can make it without my phone for the whole week. And I did. <laughs> was it tough at first? Um, it's, uh, 
Surprisingly not. I think when I, when I'm at home, I'll end up scrolling for a long time. And I think in the moment while I'm doing, I'm like, I just want to be doing this. I'm being lazy. But then afterwards I'm like, that sucks. I just wasted so much time. And so I don't even think I missed that to begin with. I noticed a couple of times I like reach for my pocket or like <laughs> reach for like the, the dresser behind me. Yeah. Thinking my, my phone was there just mm-hmm. by habit, but I don't like after the first day I didn't miss my phone at all, which was really. So the first cool. day you're like, man, I wish I kind of had my phone to yeah. watch some videos or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that would have definitely made the time gone faster, but I think it would have been a less productive time mentally for me. Yeah. Did you have any other goals going into this? Um, yeah, I wanted to just in life, like being so busy, having so many distractions in life, I want, I, it's going to sound crazy, but like, I wanted to kind of experience God in there. I want, like, I've been a Christian my whole life and, you know, I have a relationship with God, but I was like, without any distractions in there, you know, I can, I'll read my Bible at home for, you know, maybe an hour and then immediately reach for my phone afterwards. And I hate that, you know? And so to to have a time where I literally have nothing else to reach for, it's like just hours and hours of time to just pray, read, and listen. I was like, I'm hopefully I'll have some sort of experience with God in here. That's cool. Yeah. It is cool because I don't think. Well, I mean, obviously, when we were thinking of the idea, we weren't thinking like, oh, this would be a great tool someone could use to <laughs> right <laughs> grow closer to <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was crazy seeing that whole transformation over the week. Because at first, I mean, and we planned on you making it. Like, we weren't trying to get him to leave. Mm. We were we were throwing in a bunch of elements to make it, like, entertaining to watch and more difficult because, again, <clears throat> entertainment. But, like, I was not expecting, like, near the end, especially when that counselor came in talking to you, like, to have all those things come out about, you know, how you were – Right. Feeling. I was like, dude, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of that is even going to be in the video, but yeah. Yeah. It got, it got pretty deep in there in that <laughs> little tent. <laughs> By the end, how are you, how are you feeling like mentally? It, was there any, at any point you wanted to give up and like literally leave? No. Nice. I mean, obviously it's like, I want to get out of here, but that was kind of the, the surprising thing is no, no day in and of itself was really that bad. It was kind of just the combination of all seven days in a row of just being, of just doing nothing, not having much interaction that made it like now looking back me like, oh man, I don't really want to do that ever again. But no day was like, this is so bad. I have to leave now. Was, yeah. Yeah. So it's just being in this tent. You're like, Durr. yeah. Like what'd you say right before we started recording <laughs> this podcast? Yeah. I don't even want to be in here again. <laughs> I, I hate it here. Especially that tent, right? Actually, no. Oh, that tent was the best night. The smaller Surprisingly, tent. yeah, the small tent was my favorite night of the whole time. I would have never guessed that. Me neither. Well, I you was got scared. spooked. You got spooked pretty bad. I did. Yeah, Jackson was winding me up hard- hardcore. Oh yeah. Okay, tell everybody about that because that that <laughs> definitely was off. I don't know if it was in the cut either, but um, what did what happened? Yeah. So, so obviously in the moment I was like, oh, twelve grand. I got to stay in this tent for sure. Um. And so I did it. And then even as I was moving my stuff in there, I was starting to have second thoughts just because of the snow. And so I looked to Samuel and Jackson for reassurance, which was a terrible, terrible idea. Um, because they just started making stuff up. They were saying stuff like, 
oh yeah, it's going to snow another four inches. The wind's going to be crazy. Um, there's going to be mountain bears, Colorado <laughs> winter bears. Winter bear. Dude, there's so many names for that bear. I don't even, can't even keep up. <laughs> um, and then I, that, so then I started regretting it. it. It was, it started to be like, oh man, I got too greedy. I tried to go big and, and now I'm going to go home with nothing. So I was definitely, <laughs> there was a lot of regret and fear. I never considered leaving, which might be how it looks on camera. It looked um, like it on the security cameras. Yeah. Dude, I literally, I felt my heart start racing right before the counselor came in there. You're laying down and like hitting your head. He's literally hitting his head saying, I'm sorry. Like almost seems like he's crying. I'm like, dude, somebody go out there. He can't leave. This is like day six or something. I'm like, dude, I, I was starting to feel bad. I'm like, oh my gosh. Dude, yeah, this, this was is like thir Thursday afternoon. Yeah. It's because it's because Jackson, he said the, the thing that scared me the most, and this was off camera. I was like, he was like, dude, he said it so genuinely too. He was like, dude, we're all rooting for you, but no one thinks you're actually going to do it. It's gonna, <laughs> oh he said, we didn't tell Jack to do any of this, dude. <laughs> he said, it's going to get way worse. And so <laughs> in my head, I'm like, if this is how it is right now, I can handle this. But he made it sound like you guys were for sure coming back to do more stuff or take some things or the next day make it worse. And so that's what that was. The whole I was like regret because I was like, man, I'm gonna have to go home and tell my wife I got too greedy and now I have zero dollars. Hey, <sighs> I just wish you could have saw the actual weather report. Cause like as we're setting up the tent, like the sun was coming out, there was no more snow even in the <laughs> forecast. And the, the temperature <sighs> wasn't even getting any worse. Like the high that day was almost the same as the low. So yeah. you'd already gone through like the temperature. <laughs> it was just so That's funny. crazy just to think about how somebody's words can impact you that greatly. Well, yeah. just not you. I mean, like as, no, no, if anyone did. says anything to us. Cause yeah, I have no context. I mean, I know Jackson, but I guess I didn't know him as well as I thought I did. Like he was terrified. Isaac was so <clears throat> scared. You, you were worried about that bear. I'm telling you. I was like, worried about that bear. I'm like, there's but no the, chance. The bears are all going away to go to sleep. It's like it's almost winter. No, not the not the winter bear. And there, yeah. Colorado winter bear stays up at night. Oh, give us some facts about it the Colorado winter night. bear. It's small. It's like five hundred pounds. Has a hard head because it has to forage in the snow. And it's hard to kill. <laughs> and it doesn't hibernate. Doesn't hibernate. So, because that's what I said. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what about bears? And I was like, okay, there's no bears because they're probably hibernating. And Jackson whips out all these winter bear facts. <laughs> And I was a little, I was a little nervous. Oh man! So, what was the one thing, the worst single moment or event that happened? Oh, for sure, the personal training. <laughs> really? So that the, was the worst. Even worse well, than the uh, pepper. Yeah, definitely worse than the pepper. That wow. it, it was cut out. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen the the edit yet. It's being edited right now. So I asked Drew. I don't know whether he'll do it or not <laughs> to edit it. So it looks like I was only supposed to do one round of that hit workout because he came in and told me we're going to do three rounds of this. And after the first round of just like, I forgot what, what, what I even did, but I literally couldn't breathe. I thought I was about to pass out. Like I started like blacking out. I looked like a goober. <laughs> yeah, I remember you sitting on the bed and you're like, yeah, he's like, all right, ready, ready for round two. And you're just like, right. yeah, I was like, no, I, can't <laughs> I need to wait. Cause I mean the whole week I barely been moving and it was getting to the point where like even just getting up and walking around, like I could feel my heart beating faster. And you were like, just eating bread and beans. Should, yeah. Just bread and soup and beans. Ramen, not heart healthy whatsoever. 
it was so fun watching for us. I mean, we've never done something like this before. So it was like a fascinating thing from our end mm. to be able to look at the cameras and be able to see you at all times at any point. Mm. So we would spend a lot of time just kind of like watching you. And that was weird for me too. Cause <laughs> that sound? I knew there were people in, in there, but I didn't know when they were watching. So I'd do something. Sometimes I would just end up talking to myself, talking to the camera. Maybe someone's out there hearing this, but I had no we idea. Heard a lot I had of no it. idea. There was one point where he's messing around with the Rubik's cube and he's like, Oh, I can do the British flag. And he does, he does it, shows the camera. He obviously doesn't know we're watching it, but then he's like, all right, give me something. To, and he's like, Oh, <laughs> no one can, he, no one can respond. He was, he was trying to ask us, okay, what do you want me to make? Yeah. And, he, and then he just realized I'm alone. Uh, still. I'm still alone. There's probably times where you showed the camera something and no one was down there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Bless you. Maybe Drew will see it. Maybe he won't. I don't know how, how deep, I mean, he's probably not going to watch all. Yeah, we had 24-7 seven seven security cameras on him. Yeah, that's so. crazy. Drew went through most of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I think, oh, the full rough cut is done. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd be interested to see that. Me too. Hey. hey. <laughs> what was your favorite moment to watch that I probably don't even know you saw? Oh, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I like to put myself in your shoes a lot. So it was definitely interesting when you were just kind of sitting there, like staring off. Cause I'm like, Isaac didn't really buy many entertaining things. Like he, he, he bought the book, the Bible. And it, was that, you didn't buy anything, did you? I got the, not the, not originally. Yeah, originally. I, I thought I was going to go in raw. And yeah, I think Saturday Samuel came to check on me and I was like, yeah, no, I need a, I need something. So I got that Dune game, which you I bought never, that. I never played that. I don't know why I bought that one. I was so hoping you would. That way, you would know <laughs> you would know this game in and out by now. That we could sit down and all play a nice <laughs> game of Dune. It was a strange phenomenon where I had so much time to do anything, but I just did not feel like learning how to play that game by myself. <laughs> So yeah, makes I was just hoping I'd come in and the whole board game be set up like under bed and you're like, okay, this is it going to do this. <laughs> yeah. It looks fun. Uh, maybe. But there are some moments I was just watching you stare off into space. I'm like, what is he thinking about? Hmm. Like, uh, what would I be thinking about if I was sitting in there kind of like just with my own thoughts? Oh, dude. Pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'd be sad. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big extrovert. So I would have yeah. been like, Thankfully, you got that notebook because, like, I would have probably yeah. brought brought in a notebook and like yeah. drew stuff, wrote ideas down. You yeah. know, I would probably fill out that whole book. Oh yeah, that notebook's crazy. Yeah, there's some happy thoughts, some very sad thoughts. Wow, some pretty dark ones, and then some lyrics about a llama. Yeah, that's crazy. He literally wrote a song about a llama, and then was it the next day or later that day? It was the next day. The next day, we brought in. It was an alpaca, but same thing. Same thing a llama into his tent and just let him hang out with him. Which that actually probably was one of my favorite moments to watch just yeah. as watching the security cameras. Cause he had no idea we're bringing in this alpaca <laughs> and it was Carice's brother who brought the alpaca. So he didn't know the guy. He just comes in, yeah, hands yeah, him the alpaca, and just leaves. I wish we could have left him in there for the whole rest of the challenge. That would have been crazy. That would have been, Oh no. And then he has to fit in this tent. No way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think we'd probably freak out and just destroy. We were tent. hoping he'd get like really just anxious and start sprinting around your tent, and just the like alpaca or yeah. me. No, 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 oh. the alpaca knocking <laughs> stuff over. <laughs> Not you. 
And go to the bathroom. We were yeah, hoping we're, that. We were really hoping he'd oh, just take a man. big deuce or pee in your bed or something. He might have if I'd fed him that bologna. He, he wouldn't eat anything. He didn't want it. He's a stubborn alpaca. He only wants his alpaca treats. Uh, <laughs> it was so soft, though. Was it was it? really soft. I bet that was nice for you, because like not having really much interaction, and then there's this soft animal. Yeah. Like, it's almost like <laughs> therapy. Yeah. No, uh, that I think out of all the challenges, that was my favorite. Your therapy animal? Definitely my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's sick. Yeah. Riding Man. was fun. We had like a whole bunch of other challenges that we didn't get to do. Really? Yeah. yeah. But it was good. We had a whole day where we basically didn't talk to Isaac once. Like, because yeah, usually every day we were doing an event or two. And then one day we're just like, all right, there's no interaction, which yeah. I'm sure he was expecting it. But was that the day Drew came by? Oh, no, that was, no, that was a different day. No, you, yeah, you didn't talk to me at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Huh. And I for sure thought you were coming back at night to do something. I had it planned. Yep. I was up at 11. I had my clothes by the front door because I was going to put some warm clothes on. I had a whole mission planned. What happened? I got too sleepy. <laughs> I was watching the Nuggets game. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. Like, I'm vibing on the couch. Yeah. As soon as the game's done, I'll go do this <laughs> mission. And the game got done. I was like. <laughs> I, re- I remember staying up late that night, too. Because I was like. They didn't to watch the Nuggets me. game? <laughs> no. Hoping. <laughs> 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 Because I was like, they're going to come back and I got to be prepared. You're yeah. From Home Alone. This is my house. I have to defend it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We, would have, we were just enjoying the comforts of life. Yeah. I thought about <laughs> you guys a lot. I thought about that a lot. I was like, man, Justin's just at home in his warm house with his kids and <laughs> eating good food. Eating a, probably a lovely, healthy meal. <laughs> While munching my dry ramen block. Yeah. Okay, any other realizations throughout the week that you weren't expecting? That I wasn't expecting. Yeah, because, you know, being a, a YouTube video, you probably weren't expecting much. Like, oh, it's going to suck, and then the video's going to be done, and I'll move on with life. Has there any? Has there been anything that's been kind of <clears throat> more longer-lasting that you're like, wow, this yeah. has impacted my life? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I mean, I've always been a relatively, like, independent person, and so... Um, when I met my wife, I was like, you know, head over heels for, and then I'm just like, I like to think of myself as relatively independent. And so I was like, yeah, I can go without, you know, seeing my wife for a week, you know, I'll be chill. Um, and I think that was one thing that I wasn't quite expecting is how much I actually missed her. I mean, it sounds bad. It sounds like, (laughs) no, I (laughs) but like, you know, I was like, man, like I knew I'd miss her, but I, I didn't realize to what extent. Because cool. I guess I, since we, since I've met her in 2017, I don't think I've gone a week without talking to her, you know, like a whole week without texting. We did long distance for a while, but you know, you FaceTime and you text. And so not to see her for a whole week or talk to her was like, man, this, that's crazy. So yeah. that's what you missed the most being in the tent? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. More than anything, more than my phone, my, even after I got out, I think I, hung out for a little while before I even checked my phone. Um, yeah, I think so. I do think, so this is an interesting realization. I even had like a couple of days after the tent, <clears throat> like even last week. Um, in my head, I was thinking since I'm going without my phone for this little bit of time, I'm like breaking the habit of like not going on my phone. And then literally, literally that, that night I found myself sitting back on the couch, just scrolling through Instagram or, TikTok or whatever. 
like my wife's next to me and doing the same thing. And I'm like, man, like I thought after a week of this, I would have broken this habit. Um, and I had that kind of weird realization of like just cutting out access to something doesn't actually, you know, stop the, uh, like it doesn't actually yeah. stop the temptation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just can't do it. So you're not doing it. Right. But then as soon as it's back, it's like, man, so I've had to actively try. I thought it would be like a magical solution, you know, but now I've had to actively try and be like, I'm not going to go on my phone. It's here in my pocket. I can, but I'm not going to. And I feel like that's maybe more so how you can actually break a habit. I don't know. Mm. Side quest. I love that side quest. <laughs> so all the players watching right now can do this side quest. Yeah, that's yeah. deep. They don't have to survive in a tent without a phone for a yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would solve all my problems and I'm pretty much back to the same person, but just with a, <laughs> like realizing I have the same habits, you know. I feel like I we need to have like a, a, a mental, like scientist person come on the podcast because there's like, I think uh, there's two people I can think of that kind of talked about this. Craig Groeschel, he has a book oh. called Divine Direction. Yep. And then Dr. Caroline Leaf talking about like, whether it's habits or just how our brain works, how it takes like a very long time to break a habit, like right. a consistent see in that, yeah. which is crazy. So it's like a week can do something temporary, but if you really want to change. Yeah. Cause same was food, same with, oh geez. It was the same with the food. I, I chose the smaller amount of food. Cause I was like, I'm going to like, you know, get healthier, lose some weight, stop eating as much. Um, and I did, while I was in there, I did actually lose 12 pounds. Oh, which dang. Is, which is kind of crazy. I don't know. If I, I didn't know that. No, you didn't tell us. Yeah, I lost 12 pounds. Dang. I weighed myself the day before I went in and uh, the day I got out. Wow. Um, and that was another thing where I was like, now that I'm back in the real world with all the food that I love, it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm back to just, you know, eating whatever I want. And so, yeah. Oh, Having definitely. access to something and and denying it, I think, is more so how you break a habit than just be like, get rid of it. I don't want to see it. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'm reading The Power of Habit right now. Oh, it's good. Perfect. Yeah. Who's that by? I can't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, because they're talking about this story about this guy who had like a medical condition where he's like, ah, I don't know, something happened with his brain where he's just like not there anymore. But then he started developing these habits and these like habits started actually like directing him. Mm even though he's not like fully there. It's really interesting. That's kind of cool. Anyways. (laughs) So do you plan on doing anything now that you're out to continue the habits you want to create? Um, or you just like, you know, like you just said, kind of just, you know, it's there, you're denying it, or are you going to actively do some other things to change? Yeah, I think, well, I think that's one of the things I realized is your environment doesn't necessarily negate like uh, dictate your habits. So I just didn't have access to it. So I didn't do it. So I think it's more of a mindset change. So like rather than trying to do all these things and try and put all these measures in place, um, just kind of having that mindset of my phone's in my pocket. It's not like I need to get a dumb phone or like get rid of my phone or get a flip phone or something, but just still having access to it and then making that conscious decision. Like I'm in public right now. I'm at, I'm at dinner. I don't need to swipe on my phone every single time that I'm not, doing anything because that's just <clears throat> what i do like it's just a habit yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah it does feel nice kind of taking a break from that stuff it was nice the other week i i stopped using like just social media and like i found myself being so much more productive yeah like, yeah 
But then at the same time, I'm like, ah, I want to use social media because it's like part of our business and I want to be aware of what's going on. Right. Well, it's, it's just like anything. It's like you don't want to overdo stuff. You mm-hmm. want to take it, yeah. you know, by a little bit at a time or whatever. Yeah. Like this cup, you know, when you fill it all the way to the top, let's say like using social media is like this top part here. So if you take that out, you almost have to fill it with something else. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just going to be kind of empty and you're just yeah. going to go back to that using that same. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I did. I felt like a, yeah, not saying like no one should have phones or ever go on their phone, but I'm someone who's just a very extreme person. And so it's kind of all or nothing for me. And so balance has been something I've really strived for in my life in general. And so it's just another one of those steps towards finding that. And I definitely had a, like, way more mental clarity when I was in there, like more creativity, like even building that little Ferris wheel, something like that. I would never want to even attempt that without, you know, in real life (laughs) or like figuring out certain ways to heat up my food or figuring out the Rubik's cube, like stuff like that. Like my brain is actually working and even reading the Bible. Like it was like so much more clear to me than ever has been my whole life. Dang. So all that kind of stuff was cool. Just not having any other distraction. Andrew, yeah. how do you think you would have done if you were in the tent with Isaac? Or not, maybe, well, maybe, okay, maybe not <laughs> with, with me, with, with him. <laughs> if you were in the tent for a week, how do you think you could do? I don't know. I'm not as extroverted or need people time as much. So I, f- I feel like I could do, it wouldn't be like awful for me, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, because it you seemed like it was more kids. That's true. <laughs> a different layer of. Yeah. Yeah, true. How many kids? But it seemed like before you went in, it was you were thinking it wasn't going to be as bad. Yeah. And then you got in, you're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Even within the first couple hours, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I so that. boring. It's not torturous. <laughs> it's not like painful. It's just so mind-numbingly boring. I think that was my favorite part was the that first like hour and a half watching on the camera because you did, you spent a lot of time rearranging your bedroom, like everything was set up and then once you did that, you just kind of stood by the window like this and you're like, yeah. well, <laughs> then you just sat on the bed saying, oh, this is so boring. I want to get out of here. Yeah, it was only an hour. Yeah, yeah, because that day was exciting so I was still running off like, this is kind of exciting. We're filming a fun video. And then, yeah, it set in. And the weekend was the worst because no one was around. I didn't even hear any activity or anything. It was just like, I'm here <laughs> alone. No one's here. Man. And when he was in the tent, we were also filming the piggy bank video. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if you remembered we were filming that or not. I think I did. Because I, I mean, I saw you guys. Yeah. Because when I saw the, um, this thing's called excavators or the, yeah. the jack, Oops. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. What are they going to do? That's my what I tent? was thinking. I didn't know if you thought like all those heavy equipment we were bringing yeah. in was for the tent video. I did. <laughs> and then I saw you eventually riding around with your piggy, piggy bank. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that video. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Dang. What do you want to use the money for? Ooh. Because he walked away with $12,000. We gave him opportunities to win more money, which was funny because- the first chance we gave him, he picked the least amount of money option. I had awful luck with those challenges. It was just a punch wall, and whatever he punched, he got what was inside. And so he punched the envelope yeah. that had only $10 in it. Do you know what the biggest one was? 
I think Samuel told me it was like you win back all yeah. the money you spent. Yeah. yeah. Cause he yeah. spent like, I don't know, two thousand dollars at the yeah, shop. It was close to three. Yeah. So like he would have won all that back. But you still walked away more yeah. than ten grand. And then Tuesday morning was one of the lowest emotionally, I think. Cause I had already been like I've been alone with my thoughts, and for some <clears> reason, <throat> Tuesday morning was like extra depressing. And I was before you guys even got there, I was already like, and then, and then, and then the stupid Carolina Reaper challenge. That one, oh, like, yeah. uh, like I don't, even, I haven't seen the clip, but I don't know if it shows up on camera. But I was like, actually, pretty distraught inside. I was like, uh, oh man, I'm just keep failing. <laughs> oh yeah, you missed out on DoorDash. You're a failure. So in my head, I'm like, man, I just missed on missed out on three grand potential yeah and that thought i mean now it's all great now it's all fine but in that moment i was like oh man yeah so anyways the money what are you gonna spend it on uh i want to i I need (laughs) we need a savings account my wife we've been have a little one but we've been trying to actually build one for in case of emergency so probably put a lot of that in there um i want to i want to keep some aside um not necessarily to tithe like in the traditional sense, but like while I was in there, I was like, God, I want to, I want to take some of this money and like, you know, I want you to direct me and like in giving it to someone that needs it or multiple people that need it, you know? Uh, and then more like fun stuff. I want to, I need a new laptop, like a really old laptop. And then I want to get my wife's birthday is in a couple of weeks. So I want to get her a brand new iPhone because she, Wait, she might be watching. Oh yeah. Well, I won't let her watch this video until, because <laughs> she's like she's someone who will never buy anything new for herself. Uh-huh. So she always gets like old janky iPhones off Facebook Marketplace, and so I think it'd be cool to get her her like first ever brand new phone. It is time. Yeah, perfect. Cool. I'd be a little materialistic, but I don't know. Don't oh. worry about it, man. That's so awesome. <laughs> and then some fingerboard stuff. Ah, yeah. This guy and the fingerboards. Yep. You guys already know if you've seen the videos. He can do every trick in the book somehow. I love yeah. it. How did you learn all these tricks? Uh, do, uh, I've been fingerboarding since I was like 14. And I also skateboard. And so that helped. Like the knowledge of skateboarding helps me be like, I want to replicate these tricks on a little skate, on a tiny one. So what about it do you like? Um, It's just so fun. I think, I think the, I think the replicating of skateboarding is why I like it personally. I know some fingerboarders who aren't skaters, but for me, it's like, I like making it feel like a real skateboard trick. Um, and the community aspect of it, if anyone's in Colorado, there's actually a fingerboard park in Denver. And so my whole life I grew up fingerboarding and then I somehow moved to a state that has a little fingerboard park. It's called this with an exclamation mark instead of the I. And, uh, they have like, (laughs) yeah, this. And so they have like six parts, six parks in there and you just go and shred. And so, like the the community of it is cool. I like the fact that it's kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that doesn't you know doesn't give me an ego. Like skateboarding, like it's cool. You know, you're a skater, you're cool, and you got yeah. this vibe. But fingerboarding, everyone's like, that's kind of stupid. So I think it's kind of like that. I think it, like anytime we go places and you'd whip it out of your pocket and you're able to like hit a trick randomly at lunch or yeah. shopping. I don't know. To me, yeah. I'm like, this is fun. Like it's just fun just watching you. Yeah. Be able to find something to grind just as we're walking through Walmart or yeah, whatever. You look, at, so you look at the world differently. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the dream with it? Do you do you just want to do it as like a hobby or do you actually want to do what something? What did you just tell us in the car? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, realistically, it's it's hard to ever make money off of fingerboarding, but I do. Like, it'd be cool to get sponsored. They, they usually send you like stuff, free stuff, and you can like rep a company. And then I kind of want to. We're in Colorado Springs, so I kind of want to bring the Colorado Springs fingerboard community together because there's a bunch of guys here, but there's no like place they can all meet up and like actually sesh together. So if you're yeah. nice. if you're uh, in Colorado Springs and want a fingerboard, hit up my fingerboard account on Instagram, Bitty Digits. A A I T T Y Digits. You said he was gonna start making your own boards, maybe some pre sales. Yeah, a yeah. Fingerboard company. Yeah. You know, I have if you guys idea. are interested. Yeah, leave a comment. I want to start a movement. I don't know if this I want to change a, the world. I don't know if this is a thing. Okay, maybe you can steal this idea. Okay, because they have the this the yeah. store. It's a physical store, but what if you got like a truck? It's like almost a mobile fingerboard unit where you could go to like parks and tell everyone to meet up, and it's like three sixty degrees around the thing. You just fold open the doors or whatever. Yeah, and they're all ramps around the whole truck. That'd be sick. I mean. That is kind of what I've been thinking of doing recently. I want to, so I'm going to spend some of this money on buying like some parks so I can maybe not have a fold out truck, <laughs> but <laughs> just like a U-Haul or trailer or something. You can pull out the parks. There is a league that does that. The USAFBL. So is it's, like, it's like the, finger, it's the fingerboard, fingerboard league. Yeah. Fingerboard league. They actually Dude, stopped in Denver. Speaking of tournaments, didn't you win or do something? I did go. <laughs> <laughs> I did compete this year. I came eighth. Out of 10, so not Dude, so good. <laughs> we got to go to the Oh, 100%. That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah. So they he has a big truck, and he just goes around all the different states, and he and he stops in Denver. So when's the sick. next one? Next year. I think it was in July, this past July. So if you August. win, what happens? Uh, oh, you man, get a medal. Sponsors. You get a medal. The, the first money. year, I think the, they did. Oh, money. Yeah, the first year, they had a little bit of prize money. I think That's this last cool. year, it was just medals and some like prizes. Yeah. Was there a lot of people? Is it like, how big is the community? Is it like, it's a pretty big niche community. <sighs> Fine. If you guys want us, we'll, we'll sponsor a fingerboard tournament. We'll front the prize money and <laughs> you can run the details. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting to little, no, Isaac, a little more. Yeah. I haven't met anybody who's as good at fingerboarding as you. I mean, and that's we what, all have tech decked before. Right. But. And that's, what's crazy to the average person. I'm like amazing. But then once you start like getting into the scene and like knowing, a bunch of like pros and stuff. It's like, they're insane. Dang. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone being better than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Along with my wife, I surprisingly, like I missed fingerboarding a ton. Oh yeah. We did make fingerboarding kind of a, an expensive thing because we knew how much this meant to Isaac. Yeah. So we, it wasn't just your fingerboard, but we made it like a package ramps, deal with yeah. like a bunch of ramps and the whole yeah. park and all that. Yeah. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. I missed it. I, mean, I was like, I would just do this kind of on my leg and practice the <laughs> <Yep>. movement. <laughs> so dumb, dude. Yeah, everyone wants to know. <laughs> okay. Would you stay another week for 20 grand in a tent? Whoa. This is the number one comment right now. Actually? <laughs> no, it's, no, on it's this not. episode. Oh, on this episode. You guys are commenting that already? That's crazy. Yeah, they already commented. But <laughs> you guys are nuts. Because uh, you're like, you're saying you'll never do it again. Another like, week really? for 20 grand. Okay, here's here's why I'm scared to say yes. Because we'll make you do it? <laughs> kind, yeah, kind of. Because the first time when you were talking about it in a tent, in my head I was like, yeah, I for sure do that. And in the back of my head I'm thinking like, this is going to be a little you know, ways off. Let's take some planning and stuff. And then they're like, yeah, we kind of want to do it in the next week or so. And so I said yes. And I was like, oh, man, I, I don't know if I'm ready to do that. Yeah. And so uh -huh. if it was like in the future, way, 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 
ah, dude, I don't know. I hated it. I feel it. like the only way we do like another tent specific one is if the one we're uploading with you gets like 10 million views or something. Right, right. Insane. Oh, you guys better go watch it. Yeah. If it just blows up, <clears throat> I mean, we might have to do these every week. I'm interested. <laughs> every week. Just rotate. We just have different, they kind of like overlap a little bit. So as soon as one person's getting out, one person's going in into a different tent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see how the edit looks because like I said, I haven't seen it. Like, it's going to be really weird to see seven whole days of my life that seems so long and tedious just condensed down into like only like the funny moments or the good moments. Yeah. Like that's going to be super strange. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Yeah. We have talked about different locations. Like this is again, if we did another 10 episode, like would it be cooler if it was, for example, just at the top of a mountain? Oh, like not just like here where we can monitor and stuff, but maybe we have like a monitoring van or something nearby. But you're up in the woods alone. Uh, is it one week? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? Yeah. What are the options you could do with this? So many ways you can go about it. One of my biggest realizations was, because <clears throat> like I said, I was disappointed about the money on Tuesday. And then just over the course of the week, all the kind of revelations I had, I, I really did come to the conclusion of like, I could walk out of this tent right now and be perfectly happy. Like without the money. Mm. And so I think what I experienced in the tent was more valuable to me than the money. And so I would try and remember that uh, and be like, I don't, I, I probably wouldn't, I, I'd value myself enough to like not put myself through something I didn't really want to do for the money again, I think. Nice. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a cool revelation. Yeah. That's a good life experience. Yeah. Like at the end, yeah. it wasn't even the fact I was walking away with nothing. It was, the whole beating of my head scene <laughs> was uh, just the fact I was disappointing my wife. Cause as far as she knew, I'd made it through the whole week. She came and checked on me on the cameras and she was like, he's about to make it. Like he's about to come through. And then I did that. And then so that was the biggest thing for me. No, no. Not that I'm losing the money, but that I'm like walking home and with nothing. She's going to be like, what did you do? Yeah. Cause you didn't know that we brought your wife in person. Yeah. Until well, you, I didn't you started, know for sure. I yeah. kind of figured it out. Cause in the note she wrote, she mentioned something specific to like that morning that I had done off camera. It wasn't anything like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, wait a second, she must be here. <laughs> yep. But he never got to see her. We never, never did. No, 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 no. That would have been too powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been <laughs> rejuvenated with hope. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. T also gave me some hope. That was, that was yeah. probably one of the best moments. Yeah. He's cool, huh? Yeah. I like him a lot. He still wants to chat with you. Well, yeah. Send him a text. Oh, cool. Yeah. You're connected with him. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, me and Dr. This. T are still friends. Let's go. After all that, guys. <laughs> well, I'm curious, you guys listening and watching, if, and maybe you commented on the, the main video itself, but we'd love to hear how that video impacted you, if anything. Hmm. If, you, if it was just entertaining for you or if you got anything valuable out of it. Let us know in the comments. We'd love to read. Yeah, let us know on this channel in the comments because yes. we'll for sure see it. If you comment on a, the JStu video, it might get lost in the comments. But uh, here, yep. we know you mean it. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got like a, a nice small community here in the podcast hmm. that we're able to see all your guys' comments and we recognize a lot of your usernames. So we appreciate you guys who keep coming back and watching our stuff and supporting us because we wouldn't be here without you. So thank you. But is there anything else before we close out? Um, Final remarks. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I kind of say this for the end because I don't want it to like, seem like preachy or whatever. But I think one of the 
obviously the biggest moment for me is probably, you know, not on camera cause it's not interesting, but it was just like the personal revelation. Um, the first couple days were like, my biggest fear going in the tent was being left with my own thoughts. Cause sometimes they can be, you know, pretty depressing, pretty dark just cause I overthink everything. I have a ton of fear. I'm like a very fearful person. Um, and so I went in with a lot of that. And if the first, like maybe three days I was really struggling with that. Um, and then just reading through the whole Bible in context, I didn't read through the whole Bible. I read most of the new <laughs> Testament, not the whole new Testament, but, uh, the gospels and then, um, all of Paul's epistles and growing up in the church with a, I'm a pastor's kid and like hearing these things and like even doing my own Bible reading, I'll pick a chapter and like dig in there. But reading a whole book in context is like, for me, it was life changing in there for me, reading, reading Romans, um, going from like constantly <clears throat> fearing like hell and like what salvation means and all these different things just reading like Romans fully in context, you know, Galatians and Ephesians and just boom, like blasting through probably like a book. I'd read a book in, in the evening until my flashlight died. Um, and like, I mean, it's not really, I'm not, I'm not bragging cause I had nothing better to do. Um, but I really read it intentionally. Like, like, please speak to me, Lord. And he did like, it was like more clear reading, reading all in one go than it ever has been. Like, I was just like, it was just like, ju- like the living word. I mean, I've always heard that, that the Bible is the living word of God, but I never really understood it until I was in the tent and it was crazy. It was like, everything made sense. Passages I'd read my whole life were like, oh, I know what that means now. And it was like a, a clarity that I've never had. It like really felt like, especially in the little tent and when I was like fearful, like just laying there, I was like, I, God is in here. I can, I know he's in here. And it's not, it wasn't even like a tingly, crazy Holy Spirit feeling of like, ooh, like fire mm-hmm. on my head or whatever. It was just like that knowledge of like, I know God is in here. Confidence. Yeah, confidence. And it was like the most real it's ever been in my life, I think. And so <clears throat> that's why I was like, man, the money doesn't even matter anymore. Because this has like changed my, my view on life, my view on, you know, my faith. Like, wow. It was awesome. I highly recommend if, I mean, obviously... If you're not a believer, then, you know, whatever. But if you are a Christian and you've read parts of the Bible, reading the whole thing or like a whole book as one, it's just like, this is like the word of God. It's the instruction manual of our life. Like, I can't believe I'd never done that before. Dude, yeah. I was like, what, what have I been doing my whole life? Just to add on to that, because like I bought one of those uh, reading Bibles because the chapters in the Bible, those are all added like later. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's always meant to be like, read this in this full. Yeah. Like letter, because it's like when you think about it, when if Paul wrote that, any of those like to the Romans or whatever, they wouldn't just stop and like come back later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would come just back read next the week. Whole, the whole letter that he yeah. wrote to them. Yeah, dang. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, it that, makes so much more sense as one one thing. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I feel like that probably resonates with people who are listening, and hopefully it's a cur- an encouragement to some of you. Because how old are you? Twenty three. So Isaac's 23 and he's having that revelation right now. So don't like be disappointed if you're on your journey and you haven't experienced anything like that because it happens differently for everybody. Sometimes like we just experience things differently. So don't expect it maybe to be like his, but like, don't be, just be open. It, it is, I guess all really I'm trying to say is like, it's good. Yeah. yeah. 
And to add to that, it's not like I came out of the tent a, a brand new person where everyone's like, wow, you're like, life has radically changed. Because I've always been a Christian. And so I've never had that like, you know, well, I haven't always been a Christian, but I've always known God. So I've never had a um, like crazy transformation where I was doing one thing and then switched. And so coming out of the tent, it's not like, it's not like I was like, you know, a brand new crazy person where all of a sudden everything was changed. I had no more sin. And all of a sudden I was perfect Christian. Like that's, that's the thing. I, I, going back to my old habits, like within the first couple of days, I was like, man, I like this sucks, but that's the thing. It's like, it's a process. And I think too often we want to like snap our finger and all of a sudden all our, you know, struggles and temptations and our walk with God is all figured out and we know everything. But like, I'm realizing like there is time. As long as you have the key elements of, you know, of who God is, like he'll, he'll do that process in you. If you're a new Christian, you're not going to look the same as a Christian who's, you know, in their forties and been walking with God for, you know, 20, 25 years or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. Couldn't think of a better way to close off the episode. So guys, if you haven't already, give us five stars on Spotify and hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Don't forget to laugh daily, guys. That's the name of the podcast. It's the name of the game. Mm. See you next time. Goodbye. Keep fingerboarding. <laughs> <laughs>